neat. Why don't we jump right in? We've got a lot to cover this morning. So if you've got your Bibles with you, church, will you open them up to Luke chapter 17? We're going to be looking at verses 3 to 5 this morning. Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 5. If you don't have a Bible with you, I encourage you to grab one underneath the chair. That way you can look at God's word yourself. We are going to have the verses, as always, on the screen behind me. Luke 17, verses 3 to 5. Let me just give a brief context of what's happened before we start reading. So we read that Jesus has just given this parable about a rich man and Lazarus. And then he tells his audience, you have to look out for sin. Temptation is going to be all around you. Be alert. Because sin is creeping everywhere. And then he says this in verse 3 of chapter 17 in the gospel of Luke. Jesus says this, pay attention to yourselves. Still talking about sin. Pay attention to yourselves. Be alert. Watch out. If your brother sins, he says, rebuke him. And if he repents, Jesus says, forgive him. So what does Jesus say? He says, if your brother sins, rebuke him. What does that mean? It means confront him or her. Tell them that they are sinning. Don't turn a blind eye. Don't ignore it. If they sin, first of all, rebuke them. And then Jesus says, if they repent, what does it mean to repent? To change their way, to turn the other way. If they stop doing what they're doing and turn back to God, Jesus says what? Forgive them. So maybe you're thinking to yourself, okay, I can do that. If I see my brother sinning, I can go up to them. I'm really good at spotting out when someone else is sinning. Boy, am I good at that. And yeah, and if, if they repent, sure. If they change their ways, of course I'll forgive them. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Look what he says in the very next verse. Verse 4. And if he sins against who? You. Now Jesus is making it personal. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you what? Must forgive him. A little different, isn't it? When you see someone sinning, hey man, stop sinning, change your ways. Oh, I'm sorry, no problem. But when they are sinning against you, and Jesus says seven times, what does that mean? An endless amount of times. When they are hurting you, when they are sinning against you, Jesus says, forgive them an endless amount of time. Kind of different, isn't it? A little harder, isn't it? Jesus not only says that, but he also says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 43. Listen to what he says. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Yep, I could do that. I can love the ones that love me and I can definitely hate those that hate me. But, you, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Wait, what? 
You want me to do what? You want me to love those that hurt me, my enemies? You want me to pray for those that are hurting me? How can that be? Not easy, but we're told to do that. Who's hurt you? Who's betrayed you? Maybe it's been a spouse who you trusted and continue to trust, but yet he or she has not changed their ways and you have this anger towards them. Maybe it's been a sibling who's done something to you and just cannot forgive. Maybe a coworker, a boss, maybe a pastor that has hurt you so much that it's to you maybe impossible to do what we just read. Maybe someone has hurt someone you love and you can't let it go. Church, today's topic is not going to be an easy one. I've been praying as I've been preparing for this sermon. Some of you are not going to agree with what God has to tell us this morning. But if it's in the Bible, we will preach it. Today, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Something that's not easy to do, but something, as we're going to see, that we are called to do. Before I get started, I just want to give credit where credit is due. I, I saw some sermons, I've read some book, and I got a lot of my information for today from them. The other thing that is so important that I need to just lay out there from the very beginning, listen church, if you consider yourself a Christ follower, if you call yourself a Christian, pay attention. We are called to forgive. Not an option. Not an option. If you believe in your heart that you are a Christ follower, forgiveness is not an option. Paul writes about that in Colossians chapter 3. Listen to what he says. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. Put on kindness. Put on humility. Put on meekness and patience. Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. He doesn't say, so you also should forgive, consider forgiving, think about it. No, no, no. Must forgive. Not easy. Again, God's word never says that it will be easy. But he always says that we must forgive. Let me give you another verse. Paul also writes in Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why? As God has forgiven you in Christ. Not an option. So what I want us to do for the remainder of our time this morning is I want to look at three things when it comes to forgiveness. Three very important things. The first thing we're going to see is what forgiveness is not. What it isn't. And then we're going to see what forgiveness is. And then lastly, what we need in order to forgive. What forgiveness is not, what forgiveness is, and what we as Christ followers need in order to forgive. 
So let's begin. First of all, what is not forgiveness? First of all, forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness doesn't mean we need to forget. There's this crazy idea out there that says you must forgive and forget. Let bygones be bygones. Ya lo pasado, pasado. Let it go. No. It does not mean that. Here's what it should look like. You should be able to forgive, but if someone hurts you, you don't have to have a relationship with that person. Hear me. You don't have to say, I know you hurt me real bad. Okay, I forgive you. Let's hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Everything is fine. No. They've hurt you. But if you can, listen, if you can, especially if it's someone that you love, start that reconciliation with them. And forgiveness is the first step to reconciliation, without a doubt. But again, it doesn't mean that you have to forget. It doesn't mean that they haven't hurt you. But if you can reconcile, forgiveness is the first step in doing so. That's the first thing. Forgiveness is not forgetting. The second thing is that forgiveness is not fair. <laughs> forgiveness is totally not fair. Look what we just read. Remember what we just read. Jesus says to pray and love for those that hurt you, to forgive them no matter what. That's not fair, is it? If someone hurts you, the fair thing to do is to pay them back. Revenge. You did something to me, something needs to happen to you. Yeah, Jesus says for us to pray, pray for our enemies. We're probably thinking, I'll pray that they get warts all over their body. That's what I want because that's what's fair, right? Forgiveness, church, is not fair. See, we have this mentality, and I love what Andy Stanley says in a book called Enemies of the Heart. He says those that have unforgiveness in their heart have this mentality of, you owe me. You hurt me. You took something away from me, so you owe me, and I'm not going to forgive you until you pay me back. That's what unforgiveness says. Like a father who's left their children at a young age and those kids have unforgiveness in their hearts and they're thinking, Dad, you left me. You owe me time that I couldn't spend with you. You owe me. I cannot forgive you till you pay my time back. And church, a lot of times that can't be done. A father cannot turn back time. A person cannot turn back time and take back what he or she did. Forgiveness Forgiveness is not fair. It isn't. And that's the truth. But you know what else is great? You know what else is the truth? You know what else that I'm really glad about? Is that God is not always fair. Listen, God is always just. But God is not always fair. Because if God was always fair, you know what the fair thing to do is? All of us be destined to hell. If God was always fair, none of us should be in eternity with him. And I'm so glad that God is a just God, a merciful God, but God is not always fair. Listen to the psalmist, listen what the psalmist says about the fairness of God. Psalm 103, verse 8 through 12, he says this, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Thank you, Jesus. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. Thank you. 
Now here is what I want us to pay close attention. He does not deal with us according to our sins. Because if he was fair, he would have sent us all to eternal separation from him. He does not deal with us according to our sin, nor pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Forgiveness is not fair. And we need to be grateful that God is not always fair. You know what's really not fair, church? The fact that Jesus took our sin at the cross. The fact that God stepped out of heaven, lived a perfect life, not once sinning. And yet he took the wrath of God that belonged to you and me at the cross. That's not fair. You know what really isn't fair, and I think we overlook this, this truth, is not only did Jesus take our punishment, he bore our sins. Now check this out. He gave us his righteousness. It was a transfer. That's not fair. Paul writes about this in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, God made Jesus, he made him to be sin. Who knew no sin? A perfect, perfect person. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Transfer our sins on him and he transferred his righteousness on us. That's not fair. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not fair. So what is? What is forgiveness? First of all, forgiveness is grace. Remember that. Forgiveness, first of all, is grace, unmerited, undeserved love. Really, forgiveness is giving grace to others as God has given grace to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, if you are a Christ follower, if you've put your trust in Jesus Christ, have you been forgiven? Let me ask you, if you are a follower of Christ, have you been shown mercy? Have you been given grace? Well, forgiveness is the same thing. It's giving to others what God has given you and me through his son, Jesus Christ. See, all of us, all of us, every single one of us is a sinner. And I've fallen short of the glory of God. But because of his grace, because of his love. Because of his mercy, we've been forgiven. Paul says this in Romans 3, verses 23 to 24. There is no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified, made right by his grace as a gift freely given to anyone who puts their trust in Jesus Christ through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That is the gospel, church. That is the good news. We are justified, made right in the eyes of God by grace, a gift, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. See, the gospel is not only receiving forgiveness, it's also giving forgiveness. I love what one pastor says. He says this, 
Forgiveness doesn't flow to us only, but it flows through us. Let me say that again. Forgiveness doesn't only flow to us, but it's got to flow through us. We've been forgiven, so we must also forgive. Those that have deeply hurt us, those that continue to hurt us. If you received it, you need to give it. How many of you guys know the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father? I think a lot of us do, right? By the way, next week we'll be preaching on the Lord's Prayer. But I think most of us have heard it, have said it. What I want us to do is to read out loud. The verse is going to be screened behind me. Matthew 6, 9 through 12. Read out loud and pay attention to what we're about to pray. So will you read with me, please, out loud. What does it say? Pay attention to what you're about to say in verse 12. Pay close attention and go ahead and read it. Did you catch that? Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sinned against us. You know what we just prayed? You know what we're praying? Father, forgive me the way I'm forgiving others. Father, forgive me the way I am forgiven my spouse, which I hate, which I still talk bad about. Father, forgive me the way I'm forgiving my boss, my sibling. Forgive me in that way. That's what we're praying. Is that what you want? Are you forgiving others the way God has forgiven you through Jesus Christ? Because that's what Jesus is saying. Forgive our trespasses. Forgive the way that I'm sinning. The way I'm forgiving those that are sinning against me. Not easy. Not easy. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness isn't fair. Forgiveness is giving grace. And the last thing is forgiveness is freedom. It's freedom. When you forgive, you are free. I love what one commentary says. He says this, forgiving someone else may not set them free, but forgiving someone else will always set you free. Church, unforgiveness imprisons you. When you have anger, when you have hatred, it damages you. You are only damaging yourself by not forgiving. We are called to forgive because it's for our own good more than anything else. It's not easy. Again, I understand. I've been there. I've done that. But when we forgive, when we say, God, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to give it to you. It gives this freedom that only he can give you. Forgiveness is freedom. And forgiveness, church, takes faith. Forgiveness takes faith. That's how we need to forgive, by faith. It's believing in God. It's trusting in God. Why do I say that forgiveness takes faith? Let me go back to the verses we began as we opened up this morning. Again, look with me, Luke 17, verses 3 to 4. Jesus says, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. 
And if he repents, he says, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. At which point, I think the apostles were also saying the same thing we were saying. What? That's not fair. That's not right. That is definitely not easy, Lord. And look how they respond in the very next verse. They say this. The apostles said to the Lord, increase, increase our faith. I can't do it because what you're telling me to do to forgive someone is really hard. I need faith. They didn't say increase my patience, increase my love, increase my understanding so I can see. No, no, no. Increase my faith. I need to trust you in this area of my life. And that's what we need to do. That's what it takes to forgive is to ask God to trust in his way. You know, Jesus, as he's hanging on the cross, as he hung there after being beaten, after being tortured, after being made fun of, still being made fun of. With the centurion guards gambling for his garments as he hung on the cross. One of the things he said was, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they do. Jesus didn't say, Father, this isn't fair. Father, this is wrong. Father, pay them back. He said, Father, forgive them. You know why he was able to do that? Because he had faith. He had faith in his father the day before as he was praying in the garden. If there's any other way, God, any other way, let it be done. But your will be done, not mine. He had faith in the father that he needed to do what he needed to do in order to have forgiveness with the father. We, church, need to So here's my sermon point. Here's what I'm hoping you can remember when you're having problems forgiven. Here's the point. Forgiven by faith, forgive with faith. As you're contemplating, should I, should I not, it's hard. Remember, we've been forgiven by faith. Jesus Christ has forgiven us. We must, by faith, forgive. Not easy, but remember, forgiven by faith. We must forgive with faith. Here's what I want us to do as we close this morning. Man, it's a hard topic. I know. And I know there's a lot of us sitting here today with unforgiveness in our hearts. I want us to be a church, a church family that is able to forgive. Not easy, but has a faith to forgive. Faithful people are forgiving people. I want us to be that. So as we close this morning, the band is going to come up and play, Give Me Faith. Where you're at, ask God to increase your faith to be able to forgive. We're going to have prayer team up here in the front and the back. I encourage you to go up and ask for prayer if you're finding difficulty in your heart this morning to be able to forgive. Don't be embarrassed. Prayer is very powerful. And as we just read, as the apostles asked Jesus, increase my faith, Lord. Have your prayer be that, to increase your faith. 
wherever you're at so that you and I can forgive the way that Jesus forgave us. Let's pray. Father, I give you thanks and praise that you are a just Father that had to deal with sin. You didn't turn a blind eye to our sin. You dealt with it in a merciful, graceful way. You sent your son to die on the cross so that we trust in that. When we trust in that, we can have eternity with you. Thank you, Father. Father, I know many of us are sitting here with unforgiveness in their hearts, maybe at home as well. Holy Spirit, I pray that you move in them, that you bring them to a point that they can forgive. Again, keep repeating myself, it's not easy what you've called us to do, to forgive. So Father, increase our faith. Help us be a people that truly follows your Son, Jesus Christ, by forgiving. We love you, Father. We praise you and we say all these things in your Son's name. I love you, church. God bless you.